For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and eight plus years in that gamers media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about the, about this PlayStation pod. If you are watching us on the YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you are on the YouTubes, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Now, we're going to let you guys in on a little bit of a secret, right? You may not know this. We haven't told anyone yet. So PAX Online is back this year. With uh, PAX not happening for covid reasons, uh, it is not taking place. However, uh, we are still there in a number of ways. Uh, I am on uh, a panel uh, about mental health and the and video games and the benefit of video games are pretty much channeling my day job into a panel. Uh, I was very kindly invited to go on and chat about that, which was awesome. Additionally, uh, we are doing a little bit of work uh, with Audio Technica uh, uh, to do PAX Radio, which is essentially a, a constant live stream of podcasts over the uh, PAX week, uh, online weekend through their Discord, through PAX Discord, as well as the Audio Technica Discord. Uh, you and I, Max, we mm. recorded a special episode of this show for it. Uh, where we discuss the state of PlayStation. Uh, so go check that out over the PAX weekend. Uh, it will be available, and I will also release it later down the line uh, as a bonus, as a bonus little episode for everyone home. And then additionally, I recorded another episode uh, where we talked about what is it that we miss about about PAX and why it is important to us. So not like so Max and I are kind of thrown because <laughs> we kind of already recorded it for the players this week but we haven't and like it's broken that re- it's 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 messed with the routine just a little bit so hence why we were thrown out there so if anyone wants to twitch you know we had to, we had to redo the intro because it was like because ever, everyone knows that we nail the intro your first time every time that's so. right yeah, unless you're on twitch you don't see how many times it takes <laughs> so how's your week been my friend yeah, not too bad. It's been a week. Nothing a week. Too, nothing too terribly exciting. Uh, earlier this week, uh, my boss approached me and said, hey, how would you feel about, you know, working some weekends for the next month? Work's going to get pretty busy. They've asked for some extra people. And I'm like, yeah, 
I could work one extra day a week. You know, I, I need a new computer monitor. If I work an extra four Sundays, I can just buy it straight up at the end of the month. That'll be nice. And now that the weekend's come, it's like, why the hell did I opt yeah. to work on a weekend? That happens every time I ever have ever agreed oh, to overtime. I'm, I'm like instantly having remo- like regret. Yeah. Like every time I've every time I've I've uh, taken uh, overtime ever has resulted in me going I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, like I. Ugh. But the big difference. But there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I can see why I'm doing it, and it'll hopefully. And it's a good light it because it's a lovely new monitor light directly in your face. Yeah. But yeah, so- I can finally I can finally get rid of my dodgy computer monitor that has uh, the Final Fantasy Online map burnt into the screen because I've played that game way too much. Well, there's that to I suppose. A bit more clarity around around uh, your, your screen would be nice. But yeah, I've had a pretty sweet week, actually. So uh, this was meant to... I think I talked about last week. This was my week off work. I ended up working half of it anyway. But uh, I did get to have Thursday, Friday off, which was nice. Um, it's a whole lot you can't do because like we're, it's locked down. It's not, not as locked down anymore, but it's still free. But you can't go places because everything's got capacity capped and stuff. So I didn't really go anywhere, do anything. I caught up with a friend of mine, uh, and her and I wandered around around town. Uh, yeah, we recorded some pods. I edited those bastards. I kind of just hung out, really. And it was actually mm. quite nice. I just sort of relaxed and didn't think of things. But it's this weird space where like, I'm also not really good at not doing things. Like, I suck at it. I really suck at not doing things. Because, like, if I'm like, oh, I might just sit and play games, but then I feel guilty about playing games because I feel like I should be doing something else. And then if I'm doing something else, I'm like, why am I doing something else? Why am I just relaxing? Like, it, it's this, I'm in this vicious cycle of my brain. Um, but no, it was cool. Like, I've, I'm, I want to paint some, I got some minis. I want to do some, do some bit more painting. I, I just watched some wrestling. You know, Craig and I are watching the X Files now, which has been a blast. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been good. I'm glad I took the days off. I'm glad. I'm really glad I did. It does feel a little bit refreshed, but I'm mm. very much looking forward to returning back to that routine structure that I like. But uh, yeah, even one thing we talked about was the playing of the games. We're, we're, things move a little bit faster t- in today's episode, which is nice because normally it takes us fucking forever to get to this bit. Max, we've been playing this week. Uh, so this week I. F- finished diablo 2 well done uh so i got i got my first playthrough of that completed i've been playing a bit more tales of arise Mm. um and it turns out i am not as far through that game as i thought i was so um i actually um friend of the show focus on it uh friend of the show paul james um i i was listening to or reading his review and then he he mentions he's, he's like oh you know I caught the show last week you are not as far as you think you are and I'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no um, the game is still awesome fun I'm really enjoying it the stories the stories taking uh, taking me to such uh, such an interesting place at the moment with the in the in the uh, area that I'm up to there's this massive insurrection where. Um, yeah, crazy things are happening in, in this like internal struggle and civil war type thing. It's really, really cool. So yeah, that that's what I'm gonna be gonna be focusing on this week now that I've got Diablo two out of the way. Nice, yeah. nice. So is that so back on Tales that's, of Arise now? Yeah, back on Tales of Arise now. It's that's all I've been doing. It's just been back and forth between those two. Are you a little bit disheartened? 
knowing that no. you're not as far in it as you thought you were? I, I, no, not at all. Um, no. So because I'm enjoying the game so much, I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm not upset that there's more of it for me to experience. Mm-hmm. I just, but by my own math, I thought it was further. So it was completely on me. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm so close to finishing this. I can power through. And now it's like, I'm not disheartened to know that I'm not as far through as I thought. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's like, oh, damn it. This is such a drag that I now need to play more of it. It's, it's, um, I now get to experience, I have more to experience than what I originally thought. So okay, it's good. So, well, yeah, well, I'm, well, it's I'm not, a, it it's not that, detrimental. Though. Like it's still daunting because I think I'm about 20, 20 to 25 hours deep. Mm. Um, so, and like I knew going in that it is, um, it is that big JRPG game. A lot of the tale series are those longer, uh, longer RPG. So it's not unsurprising. Uh, but yeah, it's still it's still fantastic. I'm still loving it. Uh, I've changed my play style a bit. I I I made some complaint. I think I made some complaints last week about how terrible the AI can be in some of the combat scenarios. Mm-hmm. I've I've rejiggered those um, the combat styles for those characters and made them kind of more standoffish as opposed to all out attacks. And now they do kind of hang back a little bit more. They still won't move out of attacks if they're if they're in the way. They kind of just stand there and they'll just take them. But you can minimize that by not making them just constantly attack. So, oh, cool. We'll be able to get around, get around that. Anything mm. else you've been jumping into? No, not really. I, I dipped my toe back into Kina, but I have not played enough of it to make any judgment calls yet. Uh, and then, obviously, my, my weekly game that I'm married to, I'm, I've been playing Destiny. Nice. Destiny is still Destiny. They're still doing that weekly, uh, weekly storytelling, which is a fantastic way to do a live service game. Um, and they've got some more content coming up in December for their anniversary, um, and I look forward to that. Nice. Well, I can comment on uh, on Kina because this week I, in fact, rolled credits on Kina. I did see that through. That game is fucking tremendous. It's absolutely amazing. So so much so that I actually went and recorded a, a something else this week. Jesus Christ, I recorded something this week. Uh, I went and sat with Paul James from Player 2 for a special little side uh, review chat on uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. It's it's brilliant. So, obviously, everyone knows the game looks fantastic. That's its big thing. And everything I everything I touched upon last week is sort of re, uh, something I want to reiterate as I, as I get to the game. It plays great. It has this such an old school feel to it that almost kind of makes me love it more because there's not layer on layer on layer of mechanics and systems and just convoluted nonsense. It's simple. You go in, you can see the skill tree from day one. It's like, hi, there's four categories and there's X, pardon me, X amount in each. That's your expectations. There you go. Done. And which is brilliant because you're not having to constantly fuck ass around with unnecessary baggage, right? Of a game. The game is clean. It's kind it's 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 fantastic. But the thing that I love the most about it, and I what I think is really fantastic, and it's the thing that suckers me in for most things, is the story. So the story it's as we discussed last week, you what you play as Kina. Um, she is a spirit guardian, uh, a spirit guardian, right? So her her entire job is to help spirits transition uh, into the the next plane. You know, she's their, their she's the ferryman, right? 
Um, and she so she so what your involvement is in this world is you are there to, uh, you know, ferry these these spirits that are stuck in the world, and like hence why they're causing sort of detriment to the environment around them is because they haven't quite uh you know make that that cross yet right so there's something keeping them to this plane so without going into spoilers at its core this game is grief it's fear it's loss they're its key points in its story and it hits like a bastard and it's so good so as in i i wasn't like left in the like broken wounded tears here at my desk but like there were some tears that rolled especially as they because there's only three like kind of three major acts right or three major spirits that you work with and so that once again so it's a nice shorter experience it's not like there's 12 of these guys um and each of them hit a different one of those subtexts that i mentioned so it's really cool like really 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 cool because like you kind of learn about these spirits because I think I touched upon this last week as well. So even though it is called Kina Bridge of Spirits and Kina is the main character, she is almost not the point. Like, so for the, she's there to transition the story forward. However, the focus is constantly on the spirits that you meet and their journey. And if anything, they're almost more important and more interesting than her. Okay. Which is, which is fantastic. So- so is it a linear setup? Because you, you mentioned that there's three main points. So is it a linear setup in the in the idea that you do one thing and then go down to the next path yeah. and then go down to the next path? Spot on. Or is there, or is there some backtracking involved and it's kind of like a fopen or is there, or is it just very linear progression? So it is fopen world, but with a linear progression, right? So like okay. in the so there's a little bit Metroidvania in the way that like there are certain areas you can't get to yet because you don't have the right uh, skill uh, or the traversal mechanic or whatever, right? So okay. you go down that one path because there are certain there's the main village, right, which is essentially the central hub, and then coming off that are those different spaces. Now, I think I talked about last week the idea of masks, right? And these masks are representations of 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 the individual and that's what they use and they put that on their uh, on their gravestone and as this mask deteriorates over time it's you know sort of especially representative of the transition to the other plane so there are certain areas that you can't get to until you get the new mask and that new mask is unavailable if you don't until you beat that other spirit box, okay right? yeah. yeah so it's kind of like hey you go down this path first and it's open world enough that you can wander around and look you know and explore because there are tons of collectibles there's uh like you know obviously there's the little rots as well which are really really cool so there's x amount of them you've got to hunt down um so even it's linear as in if you want to just go down the main story so you're not not gonna be disadvantaged by doing so um but it's fun to sort of look around and explore the world because the world itself is incredibly well visioned like i say that as in like stylistically every part of the world feels important and feels connected and like the art design is just so well sort of connect like the well well connected to each other i guess like this was this was by, uh, by Ember Labs, right? And they yeah. they that team's ex animators. They are ex animators, like best known for the uh, the Majora's Mask uh, sort of little video thing that was came out semi recently. Um, so that was pretty cool. So to ha- sort of have that 
Which is also great because Majora's Mask, from my understanding, is pretty much about death and loss and stuff as well. So, like, it's great they've been able to really focus on that because I think that's it is kind of a universal feeling. Yeah. But like, if you've it, it is something I we'll talked about this in in the conversation with Pad. Just I'm I will get to that. I'm detracting. So yeah. So in terms of its base system, it is that Metroidvania. You go to an area and you find a new skill. You come back and then you go to a new area and there are new ways to use that skill. And so it does live that very much that old school delivery of like, hi, welcome to the new area. Uh, here's the new tool. The next the next circumstance will help you learn that tool better. And then it now now there's more spaces in the world where you can use it. Yeah, yeah. which is very, very cool. Um, but yeah, so in terms of that universal feeling. So I kind of likened it to a little bit like The Last of Us Part 2, right? So that game is very involved in empathy and sympathy and understanding those emotions now if for whatever reason you aren't connected to that part of your emotional body you may this story may not hit with you as hard because part of it is to have that you're supposed to have the empathy for the individuals that you the, the spirits that you are helping because mm. it's all about them you know they're not they're not ready to transition to this other plane yet because there's unresolved things you're helping them to to resolve those those traumas those challenges so i, I yeah and if you if you just if you just have me someone doesn't really care for anyone like if you if you came out of last us being like yeah i don't feel nothing for anyone then you may not this may not hit the same for you so because because my understanding is that kina has combat are there are you essentially uh like fighting the spirits to get them to transition or are there other ways to help those spirits transition or does it always turn to essentially a beat them into submission to get them to do the thing that you need them to do uh kind of so within the world there are manifestations of the spirit of the negative energy that comes from the spirits not transition not um uh, transitioning to the other plane and you see that in terms of like yeah just little creatures and sort of the random mooks that you fight but at the end of the at the end of each sort of level you will find um the spirit engulfed in that negative energy and that hence that creates the boss so an example is this i know this is, this is spoilers but also not really so the second individual um was a was a blacksmith like a crafter so their key weapon is their big forge hammer right but but it's a more like negative energy set one so the idea is at the end is you are you collect a bunch of relics to connect to sort of to connect them back to themselves and then you then take them on in a fight and then once you defeat them it destroys the negative okay so it destroys the negative energy and allows the spirit to yeah and then they that allows them to break because that for whatever reason they are as they are they are resisting that yeah that ferry trip and then you're helping them get to that place then you sit with them and you talk to them um and then you know whatever whatever okay cool across and then it's because there's a lot of really cool like uh i I kept getting a lot of concrete genie feelings in this game in the way that because the, the big part of that game was going into a new area and using the art using the paintings to alter it to look pretty like it was all kind of dark and run down and as you start expanding the world and you add more paints it becomes more bright and colorful and you know the whole feel of it just changes and this is the same here so 
as you're clearing out areas, there's like big, like the flowers is the big thing. So it's like this big kind of like gross looking flower. You do a couple of things that opens up, you throw the rod at it and then you blow it up and then everything becomes green and pretty. So there's that sort of that big imagery on it as well. But like, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And like the best thing about it, it does kind of leave room to open because the, the, the premise of it is so simple. But like, as, as I was saying before, even the story itself, by having Kina not be, essentially still be the protagonist, but not be such the focal point of the game, mm. because even though that she has her agenda and things that she wants to achieve, because the entire part of it is helping these other spirits transition, uh, you know, to, to cross over, is that you are going, oh, well, I can put her in any scenario ever, and it's about the other people. And like she still achieved her goal in the end, she she helped these other other spirits cross over. Like, you know, everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. Right. So it was good. Fantastic game. I is that you know because I talked about last week it being a, a game of the year contender. Is it? Yes. For me, it certainly is. I kind of I I'm unsure whether it'll be a game of the year contender for everyone, like a, the larger collective. Um, mostly because of its simplistic game design and it's sort of throwback i think there might be something that might come throw it out maybe like a death loop but in terms of our game of the years that they are they are based on how we feel and like it, it may not objectively be the best game of the year but we fucking loved it and that's how we kind of do our scaling so yeah it's 100 going to be in my top three for sure for absolute sure um any other questions about keenan before you move on no, I think I think you covered it really well. Hell yeah. Secondly, I've also been playing this game called In Sound Mind. So this popped up uh, in my inbox a couple an uh, information thing came about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's this really cool like psychological first person thriller puzzler. Uh, it's made by a, a development team called uh, We Create Stuff. So the name is two thumbs up for me because that's brilliant and uh, it's also published by modus that's the same team that, that published uh tales of arise uh yeah so when, yeah, when, when this when this information popped up in my email and they're like do you want to review it i read the description i'm like this sounds dope because a it's a psychological thriller it's october it's spooks time it, it seems like the best time of year to play some, some good spooky games so i've been playing it over the last couple of days so i've restarted a couple of times actually because part of the game sets up the like if, if i felt like if i'd missed something i was like i've missed it for good so i started again and i, and I just kind of i can speed run the first like little area like real hard if i wanted to now which is nice but you you play a character called desmond desmond is a uh, psycho psychologist slash psychiatrist uh and who is also slowly going insane uh so you're trying to hunt, f figure out why you're going insane and then additionally sort of help your clients because the clients are also the key to help your madness and so everything kind of takes place within this three-story built in in the this apartment building so there's a basement there's a first floor and a second floor and in there is a bunch of different rooms and spaces and stuff and a bunch of you know, doors that you open that have lights in them and those doors take you to other locations uh so in terms of environmental it is very very unnerving because it like it's 
it has that rundown building feel and then because you're going on to these supernatural doors to supernatural locations there's always this constant edge of unease a feeling of unease sorry and like on your air on the edge of things which, which is lovely and even though it does have a lot of feel like you know you know what i talked about in previous games we played like what was it called uh ex- was it extinction yeah, Extinction or like House Flipper or games like that, that that are clearly ported from PC and have like a built-in Unity. So they have that mm-hmm. kind of like floaty sort of double A uh, uh, PC feel. This yeah. game does have that, but I would also I would I would comfortably say this is one of the best Unity double A PC floaty games I've ever played because a lot of them always feel kind of shallow in some ways where this is like deep as hell i mean that in terms of level design like the asset design like everything about it is kind of surprising me um so just, what? yeah go sorry i don't no not, no it's just, it's, it just kind of surprised me like how well it's built and how well it plays what, what kind of game is it like is it a, is it a third person action game is third, it kind of like first person psych psych uh, psycho thriller yeah so okay so but is there like is there is there combat or is it kind of like one of those walking simulator games where you're kind of just picking up information to to do the tasks you need to do or are you it's a little bit of both so like obviously like every spooks game ever you have your flashlight you you know you can build a gun you have like a a a shard of a mirror that you can use as a weapon so like there are in each so the, the in terms of the main the main areas you find cassettes and you play like you know it's so it's it's essentially voice recordings of they're, they're kind of like your client interviews yeah 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 the client interviews right so you put that in there and that takes you to this other location where you get to in, be involved with that individual in like a supernatural manifestation okay that's so cool. uh w- yeah with that so that hence you like you, there's, there is a lot of just exploring the world and kind of solving puzzles and like there is some combat like there are some creatures that you find like in the main building like once you ha- once you unlock the handgun or build the handgun i should say super easy to shoot them they go away um but it is primarily like once you meet the sort of the bosses quote unquote you have to be a bit more uh, uh calculated in terms of like all right well there's a clearly a, a clearly a specific mechanic that i need to use an example is the in the first one is there's mirrors right so you need to draw the individual you need to draw them to a mirror in order to get them to take damage but you also use that mirror shard so if you if you get if if they spot you and stalk you and like try to attack you if you if you look if you hold up the mirror shard and catch them in their reflection they'll go oh shit they'll leave you alone because they they don't like their reflection so that's that's such a cool idea right and then even every scenario if if you look in that in that thing it'll help it'll also show you where collectibles are in the world it'll also show you hidden hidden writing on the walls help you solve puzzles there are like a nice couple of layers in the game that i really didn't think were going to be there oh yeah so do play a little bit into that like you know the the supernatural mixed with um you know mental health it's that kind of that old old trope but I don't think it's too bad. I think it works fine in that sense, um, because it, so you, you so you mentioned that you mentioned a few times that uh, it's similar to that of like a psychological thriller. Are there many spooks in it? Are you getting? Oh yeah, oh yeah, shit yeah, like legit jump scares, which is awesome. Okay, so there's 
there's this overarching character and like if you if you if you look at the game or and look at the key art of the game there is a gentleman who's kind of like purple with weird like oozy things and the hat and the trench coat um he's always around and the <laughs> he's game just, he's, just, he's just around so sometimes if you just turn a corner he's like there you go hi and then sort of dis- and disappears like you'll see him peep around a corner you peep around a corner occasionally <laughs> you'll see him in the distance like right in your peripheral like that design it's, it's almost slender-esque you know yep. and the idea he's just sort of always around and like and then sometimes you go oh what's that like oh no it's not him that's okay but in the first uh tape because it's the first like boss world mannequins but play a key part so mannequins just pop up nowhere and just like boom and they say turn around like ha ah, oh shit and they turn around again there's another one whatever which is always a blast then like sometimes they also help as well like i walk into a room and i go oh like there's a vent i was like clearly needs needs me to get to the vent but i don't know how to do it so i turn around and there's a mannequin there and he's pointing at the vent so i look back <laughs> at the vent and then he, then i turn around and and there and there's just a mannequin on the ground ready to like give you a leg up literally like they, he, <laughs> they're pointing at this like air conditioning air conditioning event so you go okay you look at the air conditioning and then you stand and then he, they're standing next to it doing that <laughs> so then you jump up onto the level from it, and then as you go back to it you turn around and they look back like this <laughs> i love it that's awesome because it's using that like that like uh look away kind of like weeping angel-esque aesthetic but in like this yeah. positive way i don't get me wrong there's another time where you turn around and it's there and they have a key and that key unlocks the locker that you're just looking at do so you take the key turn and then turn and like two thumbs up and i'm like this is amazing and then of course there's other times when you're wandering around the other location and you turn around and it's just there and it's like right up in, right up in your business and it's very unnerving but like yeah some genuine spooks which i loved uh like i'm it's not like it is it is really playing on that psychological part of the thriller which i'm which i love way more than unless like gore and violence Mm -hmm. um so i'm get i'm totally getting my kicks out of it it's really really good like uh, surprisingly very good that's too many games to play, Ryan. Yeah, I don't. The only reason it sounds I, really good. It look, sounds really good. And so, because this week, just because I happen to wrap up Kena, I also wrapped up uh, Paw Patrol as well. The game's not very good. The other ones, are the, <laughs> especially like only because the Mighty Pops was really good. This one isn't. Like it's it's breaks my heart. So I was like, well, well, I'm I'll I'll go back to Deathloop, but like I'm not really feeling Deathloop right now. I'm gonna play the Spooks game. So I'll probably go back to Deathloop after this. But I think Alan Wake comes out next week. So I Alan, Alan Wake comes out in three days. Ooh, okay, I might be playing Alan Wake instead. But uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. I believe it's out now. If not, it's out very, very soon. Uh, go check out Insane Mine. It is certainly on PC. It's just come to console. I don't know how much it is. It's not, I don't think it's super expensive because it's certainly not a AAA game. Go play it. It's good fun. Like I've played it for a handful of hours at the moment and I've already... Like if I had paid for it, because I hadn't, code's been provided to us by Turn Left Distributions. I thank you for them. Probably should have said that at the start. Um, I'll probably would have paid. I wouldn't have picked it up. I honestly wouldn't have picked it up because I did know those, about it. For those playing at home, it is uh, 47.95 on the PlayStation Store. It's probably worth that. I would say so far. Like I don't know how it and, ends yet because I'm only I'm I'm only in, I'm in the and it is available now. Yeah, I'm in the second tape world, and I think there's four. By the looks of the way it laid out, looks like there might be four, maybe five. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah check it out 
But before we get into before we get into the uh, main meat of the show, Max, uh, this getting section we call our get less fat update. So for those of you that, that don't know, uh, during this whole time from 2020 through to now, I have lost uh, about 35 kilos using a product called the Man Shake. I was chugging on this earlier. It is a meal replacement shake uh, that I'm an ambassador for. Max has also joined the weight loss party. He's lost 15 kilos this year alone. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they are also lovely supporters of the show. So we have this section to keep ourselves accountable, to tell you how we're going. It's, it's just kind of where we're at. So Max, how has your weight loss journey been this week, especially as you head into week two of the Man Challenge? So yeah, as you mentioned, week two of the Man Challenge, I... um. The weekend, last weekend killed me. So I kind of, because I wasn't um, at work and checking my stuff every day, because obviously I don't work weekends, I kind of forgot that, uh, I forgot about it for a couple of days. I got an email saying, hey, we've missed you. You haven't checked in in a couple of days. Don't worry. You can catch up on all the stuff that you've missed. And I'm like, okay, no worries. So I logged in, did all my stuff. I'm still hitting my my step target every day. I find it very, very easy to hit my step target. I'm in a lucky position of my job's very physical. I get to walk around a lot. So my step counter is just... Uh, some of the days, the, the, uh, the high-intensity training is high-intensity. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, burpees still suck. Uh... To some degrees, lunges can also go suck a big one. <laughs> I I still on those on those down days where you're doing kind of like your Pilates, your stretching, all those stuff. It's I still feel ridiculous because I'm not I, I am not a flexible person in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's still really good though. I I understand why it's there. Um, I don't have a a number loss for uh, this week. Purely because I haven't weighed myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still doing all the things that I need to do. Uh, it's still a blast and it's a really good way to uh, keep yourself motivated. Yes. And, and like admittedly, uh, I haven't been following it this week. Uh, I have, like, you know how I mentioned that I've, I gained weight at the yeah. back end of last week because of the challenge. I've not lost it. So I'm back where I'm literally back where I was. Um, it's always the way. Yeah, so that's fine. But yeah, I admittedly this week, like I, like I do, I got real as I tend to do with most things. I got really locked into it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it every day. Last week, so I was like, bang, 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 bang. And the second that I got mildly distracted, I forgot all about it. So then a couple of days went by, and I went, oh shit, yeah, that checks out. So it's it's almost like I I have ADHD or something. Um, it's great, but no, I just completely forgot about it. I haven't done it all this week. Um, but I've also sort of come to the realization that I can't do it at home. I can't. Like, home is rest for me. So the second I get in that door, it's near impossible to get me to do something. And I mean that in terms of like a physical exercise sort of thing. So now as, as things are easing up a little bit again with vaccinations getting to where they need to be, I'm going to return to the gym. I know you can only go like 10 people in a session or whatever, but it's like half hour session. I'm going to book it in late at night and I'm going to go because I need it. I need, I need it out of this house because when I'm, when I go there, it's a dedicated time to do something and that I, I cannot argue. I cannot falter, but oh, I'm going there with an intention, I, you know, sure. We're here. I can put it off. I can put it off. And next thing you know, it's bedtime and I go, ah, oh, oops. 
Yeah. You know, so that, that's that, that's the, that's the big thing, thing thing for me. So I did do it at the start of the week. So I kind of missed a couple. I've missed over the weekend. So I caught up on Monday and then it just kind of rolled off. And now it's Saturday. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's too late for me to catch up now. Oh, well. <laughs> that, oh, it's a bit it, does happen. it does happen. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah, life just sort of got in the way. And my inability to hold focus and pay attention really, um, really played a major part in that over this week. But uh, yeah, oh, well. Oops. Anyway, <laughs> but if you want to support us on our weight loss journey or maybe even start your own, you can by hitting the link in the description below. It is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-O-I slash F-T-P manshake. You don't even have to buy anything. Just by clicking the link, you help support the show. And who knows, maybe you'll even change your life like we are doing with ours. All right. Now we get into the meat of the show, Max. This game is the section called Inform the Place. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. So much Sony news this week, and let's kick off with some research that was released earlier this week by PlayStation Australia. So PlayStation Australia has found that Australians are using online gaming to stay connected with friends and family more than they ever have before. This research done by Teles unveiled earlier this week has also shown an increase in video game related subscriptions, up 13% from a year ago, as Australians look for new ways to stay entertained. Uh, the new consumer research from PlayStation Australia shows that more than 4.5 million Australians are using online gaming to stay connected to family, friends, and loved ones, and that over half a million Australians, about 669,000, use online gaming as their primary method of communication. Other key findings uh, were that over half, 52% of Australian gamers have used online gaming to stay connected to people they haven't been able to see in the last 18 months. 51% of Australians agree that online gaming has a positive effect on their social life. 25% of gamers are using online gaming as their preferred form of communication to stay connected with friends and family over any other communication platforms. And 8% have survey, 8 of those surveyed have, have formed a romantic partnership or bonded with their partner through online gaming. 68% of Australian gamers agreed that online gaming has had a positive impact on their mental health over the past year. 40% of the baby boomers and 44% of retirees have also claimed that gaming has helped their mental health. As a disclaimer, this research was conducted by uh, Lonergan Research in accordance with the uh, IS-2025-2 standard, and they they research, uh, they researched surveyed 1,000 Australian gamers aged 18+, plus, and the surveys were distributed throughout Australia, including both capital cities and non-capital areas. See, I and love this. this. Re and this research took place between the 14th and the 20th of September this year. Yeah. See, I straight up love this for a number of reasons. For one, look, for those, um, like anyone, any of our regulars will know this, but if there's any new ones in there that may not, uh, my day job, I'm a mental health worker for youth and young adults where I use gaming hobbies to assist them, help them, help them uh, deal with their mental challenges, uh, as well as ASD, ADHD, those kind of things. Like that's the wheelhouse that I work in. So my entire job is to help use gaming hobbies to assist with isolation and socialization and communication skills and help them reconnect with their people, right? So literally having this data, A, just backs up what I do. And I'm 100% taking this data to work to use it as proof of what we do and why it's valid. Because gaming is amazing. Gaming is healing. Gaming is connectivity. Like, even though, Max, you and I, we live in the same town, but like, 
you know we use gaming in a different way here as in like our the way you and i catch up is by doing this show and communicating around gaming but i mm. know for a fact that like you have people your friends that you play with near on every night mm. yeah like a lot of the, a lot of the people that i play with all live in sydney yeah yeah because like I, I'm in that same uh, same party chat as well, so I'm like, bing, my my phone gives me a notification <laughs> that you or Cass or whoever has jumped in the call. I'm like, oh, I bet they're gonna go in and play something together. But like, take that in mind as well. Like, my, uh, you know, my dear friend Craig, like he lives in the same area as well. Like he and I have been have used gaming a lot throughout this year to to sort of keep us together. Like we started running through red dead redemption again earlier this year and that's been incredibly important to us like we just we we took the the calming idea of just riding a horse around you know this part of america as this way to sort of us to party up and and have fun and it's been incredibly Mm. important like i can't understate how great now granted we'll have to admit unlike the data uh craig and i are yet to form an emotional romantic relationship um from the online game i'm not ruling it out of course i mean i don't believe that for a second there's gonna be (laughs) lots of smooches by the end (laughs) yeah guaranteed smooches by the end but like guaranteed smooches by the end what I love about this as well in terms of the of the data is how it's shot it's it's expanding age groups man like we we know that the average age of the gamer is getting higher and higher as times are changing but what we're seeing here is like you know the, the baby boomers and whatnot individuals that would never have played games before in their life have been over this over this time like my stepfather he's 60 no he's 60 something yeah 60 something and like he messaged me today he's like hey i just wrapped up playing sniper elite 4 do you have any recommendations for me I'm like what have you been playing recently he's like ghost of tsushima this that, that. my death stranding director's cut came out go pick it up it's fucking weird but i think you'll like he loves third person action adventure games which is really great because that's what sony are really good at uh and he's rocking his ps4 so i'm like get get uh yeah get death stranding it'll be weird you might have no idea what's going on but by the end of it you'll have a blast mm. so I'm, I'm waiting to, to, to hear how he goes but no this starter is is such good news yeah no i completely agree and it's really good that they've uh, they've taken um they've gone to the effort of actually doing this because especially in the climate that we're living in at the moment it it really is one of the main ways that people are communicating with each other very much so and like one of the biggest conversations that we have with parents especially when we have younger younger kids look at our program right and they go oh but like my son has addiction to Fortnite." i'm like but does he though does he I bet you he doesn't. I bet you he's just getting something from that game that he's not getting elsewhere. And right now, that's likely social connection. Mm. So if, if if they aren't getting social connection at work, sorry, at school or at home or what, through family, whatever it is, they will find that. And they're getting it here. And this is showing it like it's not a bad thing. How much time they spend on it? Yeah, probably. However... It's not a bad thing that they that they have people that they get they team up with near on every night they play together, you know, and they spend a bunch like that. It's, it's it's so good. Like I'm just so happy to have I can have data that proves what I do is yeah, is no, good. Because like we've been doing it for three years now, and like yeah, it's it's been great. What the absolute hell, Discord? 
all right, cool. We might be able to play games together online. That's really good. But recording shows online, trash, <laughs> absolute trash. I, we need get vaccinated so the Max can come back into this room. Not you. I want to point out that uh, uh, that may not help because it's your Discord that's failing, not mine. That's what I'm saying. Actually, we wouldn't we actually we wouldn't need Discord we wouldn't if I'm there. We need Discord if we're if yeah. you're if you're here in person. Yeah, yeah. Look, I realized that after I said it. Shut up. <sighs> okay, I don't know what's going on with Discord, but I think this is going to happen a couple of times. So mm. I'm sorry, everyone that's watching the video and listening. That, to that's it. fine. We'll just we'll just chug through if we'll need just be. Keep going. Anyway, great data. I hey, hope there's more. Next up, it finally happened, everyone. After the shared Twitter post from PlayStation Japan shortly after the Housemark acquisition, it's now official. Bluepoint has joined the PlayStation Studios family. Sony has made the announcement via the PlayStation blog where Bluepoint president Marco Thrush explains a bit about the studio's heritage. Quote, Austin, Texas has been our home base for Bluepoint uh, from when we first founded the studio back in 2006 and we're now a team of close to 70 super talented creatives and growing, Thrush says. PlayStation has such an iconic gaming catalogue and for us there's been nothing better than to bring some of those, some of the gaming's masterpieces to new players. Becoming part of PlayStation Studios empowers our team to raise the quality bar even further and create even more impactful experiences for the PlayStation community. Bluepoint's next title, however, will not be a remake like it has come, uh, like they have been known to, uh, been known for. Uh, Bluepoint Games is now developing a brand new original title. Talking during a new interview with IGN, President Marco Thrush said, "Quote: Our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what that is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us." End quote. About time. As I said, once again, because it was dropped like X amount of weeks, everyone's, I don't think I got a press release about this. Everyone's like, yeah, I guess it's, we kind of knew it was coming. Well, it's, it's funny. So, um, I believe it was Joel mentioned in our, te- in our chat. If this was coming, why didn't they mention it? Sorry, for it? context, uh, that's Joel Galton from Anagame, who's made yes. a recent return to the media space. Go check out his stuff. Uh, he made, he's like, this perfect opportunity would have been to announce this at the at the showcase yep. even if it was even if it was at the back end as a, as a like a footnote it's like hey blue point have joined the team I, like instead of instead of a random blog post on a what was it a wednesday afternoon or something yes yeah, it was, stupid, it was yeah. such a it was just a really bizarre timing this is like hey you kind of all knew what happened because we leaked it a while ago but like it's official now but like it, it does fit Sony's mo of just releasing <laughs> shit on a blog post unless like, like hey there you go this should be re- this should be important news and they go eh. but saying that they didn't make a trailer they had like a little video package announcing the purchase yeah. which they didn't do for Fire Sprite um yeah it was a uh, it was a nifty little trailer it showed off uh some Demon Souls and some of the other stuff that they've been working on. <laughs> I hate Discord. But yeah, like that, yeah, as you said, they made this cool little trailer, which is... All right. Fuck, I hate Discord so much right now. We have done 18 months worth of shows online, pretty much. And today, it decides to be a bumhole. Today. Yeah. Fuck you, Discord. Fuck you. Anyway, but yeah, they have a, they had this cool little package, which was nice, nice little like trailer to sort of essentially like show off the acquisition. And it was interesting; they only really showed like Shadow of the Colossus, and they only showed Demon Souls. Like they've done more than that. Mm. That's fine, I guess. I mean, they showed off the big PlayStation IPs that they've done. But the thing, well, they they did the Uncharted collection. I don't know why they didn't show Uncharted, but oh, that's right, they did too, yeah. didn't they? 
what what I find interesting about this is because there's something that we discussed about in the PAX uh, PAX Oz PAX Radio uh, special. Mm. We discussed about PlayStation's purchases and where they stand and why they do them. So we, we, one of the big discussion points we had was how Xbox are buying companies and their IP. They are buying things that have already happened. That's their that's their business model. Where Sony are buying potential. And I believe that that's what they're doing here again with this act with this purchase of Bluepoint. Even though Bluepoint have a hundred percent shown their potential and they've bought up, they've made sorry a bunch of really good things. Like there is a smarter move here. They're like, well, we these guys can make great shit. They no one knows how to remake remake a game like Bluepoint. Like there is a good business strategy here around having them fit it. Because if you look at at what who they've picked up lately, right? Like it's it's Nixus. You know they're there for their PC ports. You know you've got Housemark, a uh, like a smaller studio that's made some good stuff that they sh- they sh- especially what they shown in Returnal. These guys have potential to do amazing things. Fire Sprite, a relatively smaller team, not in actual numbers, but in terms of of knowledge. Uh, sorry, hey, in actual numbers, they're, they're bloody huge. They're huge, but in terms of legitimate experience, like, they they aren't the big known friend. Sorry, studios out there that you've seen, but they're a big team that has incredible potential to be a next big studio for playstation and bluepoint they they can now use them to remake anything they ever want they have the potential to do their own games like bluepoint tick a bunch of different boxes there are some Mm. great strategies here that i'm seeing on why they would go down this path because if you look at like some of the once again not to shit on microsoft to look at their purchases like yeah, uh, double fine. You're buying double fine's history, not their potential, because I I feel they they hit their peak a while ago. You know, like uh, playground and uh, uh, yeah, well, playground and Studio Ten, which they were bought because they already made exclusive for the longest time. Their legacy is is Xbox right now. Ninja mm. Theory is probably one they picked up with actual potential, um, especially with Senua. You know, but like Obsidian, you're buying legacy. But also, they do have potential. But you are primarily buying the legacy. I think. I think. I think you hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Then with Ninja Theory being like their biggest potential of of what what their new stuff could come from, and yet the you know the Zenimax stuff, you're just going to get Bethesda games like yeah. they're, they're you know they're not. Yeah. But you you mentioned Fire Sprite, so I'd like to I'd like to move on to to what they're doing. No. And now you can. No. <laughs> so the Liverpool the Liverpool based studio uh that is already bigger than Sony's other UK teams combined. So that was um Media Molecule and Sony London. Uh Sony London, thank you. Um they have just made their own purchase. Uh Fire Sprite, not Sony, has acquired Fabric Games, a small Manchester team. Uh, they will be merged into a much larger studio, bringing the total headcount up to 265 employees. Ooh. It seems as though this acquisition was on the cards as part of Sony's plan to pick up Fire Sprite, which makes sense. Yeah, man, they are becoming a dominant... Like, that, like that's a big, <laughs> big dominant team. And we're right yeah. now, we don't even really know what they're doing. So, like, mm. I don't know about you, that gets kind of gets me excited. Uh, have you heard about this? So Sony has sent out a wave of emails that introduces a new feature for PlayStation 5 owners called Game Trials. Starting from, I think, I believe it was yesterday, the firm is giving PlayStation 5 owners the chance to download certain first-party titles and try them free of charge for a limited time. 
The first two titles available are Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure. The catch, to activate the game trial, you'll need to head over to the PlayStation Store and select the trial option that's labeled free. Death Stranding Director's Cut will offer six hours of playtime, while Sackboy has a five-hour trial. The timer does trigger the moment you trigger the download. So if you have slow download speeds, that will your trial time by the sound of it. So make sure you've got time to spare. Otherwise, it's a wasted opportunity. Accounts are limited to one game trial of each game. Your progress, save data, and trophies will carry across to the full game should you choose to purchase after the game trial expires. The game trials for Death Stranding and Sackboy will be available up until the 28th of October 2021. These are just for the PlayStation 5 versions. You cannot trial the PlayStation 4 versions. It is only for PlayStation 5 owners. I love this. Now, I have looked... With, 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 with an asterisk. <laughs> I have looked into this a little bit, and as far as I can see, it's only available in Europe at the moment. Yeah, it checks out. I don't know whether or not that will uh, transition to everywhere. Uh, but yeah, it seems like a cool system. I remember back on, I think it was the PlayStation 4, when they invested in that Gaikai technology, they were going to be like, every single game will have this trial mode. You can, you're going to be able to demo these games before you buy them. And it sounds like, they're probably not using that system, but it sounds like they're finally introducing trial modes, which is, which is great, uh, especially when the RRP of games has gone up a lot. In, yeah. in, in like from from in in the in the last generation jump, it's more important than ever to um, be able to try something before you spend that hundred and twenty five dollar Australian investment. Absolutely spot on. Like it's it yeah. With the cost of games getting higher and higher, and people like to try before you buy demos. I like one some of my strongest memories are playing demos on ps2 and ps1 like and then that inspired me to then go pick it up or save my pocket money and go and buy it so like don't get me wrong i've played plenty of trash games in my time that i bought just off the shelf uh and that sucked and i'm glad i don't have to do that anymore but this is a great idea this is a great initiative and i think uh, hopefully it expands to at least all first first second party games you know what i mean like anything that has a, a pretty locked in deal with playstation would work in its favor uh cuz yeah if it's cuz like that's the greatest thing like if you just go in and you like you've already got it downloaded right so say the game is 40 gig you download the 40 gig it's good to go and it's like hey you've run out of time it's already installed do you want to buy it like that's good that's that's good incentive because if you had to then buy it and then re-download it like if you bought if so if you downloaded the uh like the demo version that's like eight gig eight gig right and then you have to oh you have to download the rest of it now it's probably less incentive but like if it's like hey it's already on your console the full game is already here you just gotta click okay and i think that's that's that is that is great um, so I was going to mention there as well, but like Death Stranding is a great one to do it on as well because I, I don't I don't know if six hours of Death Stranding is enough to work out what that game is. Oh, not at all. Personally, but... <laughs> and like that that game does as much as I hate to admit it, it doesn't put its best put best foot forward. As Ryan lives again, it do, Death Stranding does take a little while to uh, get the ball rolling, so to speak. So. Uh, a six-hour demo, although great that people are able to have that opportunity, I don't know if six hours is enough to uh, to really showcase that title. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, 
it's enough like i think people will be able to like oh uh i guess like i can it, if it piques their interest pretty quickly it's, it's certainly worthwhile mm. but like with a child with a title like death stranding and it's such divisive uh like review school like you know review discussion and stuff it, the, the trial is the best idea because if it grips you early it's fantastic you're going to enjoy the whole thing but it gives it gives it enough time for someone if it was like an hour there's no way but it's like mm. six hours or 10 hours i remember like uh mass affected 10 hours with the ea pass or whatever um yeah then yeah that that kind of is enough time to really get a, a taste of a taste of what it is which is which is not bad and then of course Sackboy, it's a good trick because if you play it you play it with your kids and your kid loves it, and your kids like why can't i play anymore dad like ah oh, shit now i gotta buy it yeah. uh next up the playstation plus titles have been announced and it turns out the leaks were true we have aussie made hell let loose uh coming to playstation 5 mortal kombat x ps4 this is the base version not the xl edition and pga tour 2k21 also on playstation 4 yeah uh how let loose is a world war ii shooter I yeah believe. apparently it's dope too it's like get a lot of love on the pc yeah. at the moment uh i love pga tour 2k21 i had a big that was another game that um craig my and my other friend paris he and i played uh through last year so we would just kind of bullshit at each other and play play a couple rounds of golf, and it was awesome. Uh, Reverend Puck in the chat jumps in, and they say, "Love Hell Let Loose." I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm going to take Puck as the uh, good good sign of, uh, of of taste. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, so yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat probably cool. I'm pretty sure isn't that part of the the PS Plus collection if you have a PS5? So. It's in, not entirely a good deal if you have a PS5, but if you don't, mm. sweet. All right, Max. Well, this week we learned a little bit some behind a little bit of the behind the scenes things around God of War Ragnarok and why it was a little bit later than they originally anticipated. So, Christopher Judge, the actor uh, best known for Tilk in Stargate, but he also played uh, Kratos in God of War, uh, he has made the claim that he is responsible for the delay of the upcoming sequel, which, as we said, is God of War Ragnarok. In a heartfelt series of tweets that did did hurt my heart a little bit, uh, the actor reveals that he suffered a period of poor health, which impacted his ability to work on the project. Judge says that in quote August 2019, I couldn't work. I had to. I had to. Sorry, walk. I had to have back surgery, both hips replaced, and knee surgery. End quote. And apparently Santa Monica studio was very accommodating and waited for him to return to health before carrying out more performance capture work. Quote, no threats, no, who do you think you are? Nothing but love and support. And Santa Monica studio has never said a word about the delay and what caused it. I love this. Uh, I don't love the fact that he's injured. That part sucks ass. I hope. I, I hope. He's I would love to well. know. I would love to know what happened to him that he had to have back surgery and both of his hips replaced. Ye- years, and knee surgery. years of going through stargates is probably the big thing. Like when you're essentially being wormholed across the space, I I doubt it does um, things to your uh, your bone structure. It's probably not the best. Uh, but yeah, no. Look, I, he's an older gentleman he's not super old but imagine it just sort of you know it does that like yeah light years will do that to a man says puck 100 percent. space travel is not you know you, you hear about individual astronauts that come back and they're all like muscle dystrophied and shit it's nothing like that at all because i'm aware that that is a tv series and didn't really happen to him um 
but like i understand it's it's importance because you know with the with the increase in motion capture and literally have them have them acting out these parts if he is busted if he is hurt he cannot do it and i really really respect sony santa monica for getting up and going no nah, that's fine you recover you do what you got to do we'll we'll do the rest and we'll come back and then of course the pandemic also played a and then like and and even then uh like he mentions they they didn't throw him under the bus it's not they could have buried him at any time yeah no it was really really good call like it does make me wonder though whether the original idea of essentially ragnarok being a smaller section to a bigger game uh, you know as in like the couple like small expansions kind of like miles okay. and malice was yeah, yeah. i do wonder whether this delay helped them transition into what the full-blown game that ragnarok will become now and maybe why like Corey barlog's uh play on oh i don't know what it's called because maybe it originally wasn't called ragnarok ragnarok was the third or the second mm. expansion where the first one was called something else yeah i'm just playing into the tinfoil hat but I, of course we wish christopher judge the absolute best myself as the god of war fan my wife as a stargate fan like we had a stargate at our fucking wedding for christ's sake like we wish we we I, we love christopher judge and his work so um we we personally wish him all the best and hope he recovers and do well well ryan before you take that tinfoil hat off let's talk some <laughs> konami, konami rumors let me reshuffle back <laughs> on <laughs> So Konami is reportedly planning to revive its Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Castlevania franchises as it maps a return to the premium game space following an internal restructure at the start of this year. That's according to this. Uh, that's according to sources speaking to VGC, who claim the company wants to focus on its biggest brands after exploring the pachinko business for the past decade. Plans for the series revivals are set to be officially announced next year at various industry events, with the first to release being a new Castlevania game. Sources tell VGC this title will be a reimagining of the franchise and it is in development at Konami Japan with local external teams lending support. Metal Gear Solid and the website in question reports that a full remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is currently in the works, developed by Virtuous. Prior to the remake's launch, remasters of the original titles will also be released. The report doesn't disclose exactly which entries are receiving remasters. Finally, VGC reiterates its earlier claims that, quote, multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development at various external development studios, end quote. One of these projects has reportedly been handed to a big Japanese developer. So the Silent Hill stuff is kind of ex- like further news on the information we already have about there being some work around Silent Hill, one being Bluebar and one being another mm. Japanese company that no one knows about everyone still thinks it's konami uh sorry not konami uh kojima we'll wait and see on that one uh, i think it's like a soft reboot on castlevania probably isn't a bad thing not a yeah not a bad thing especially like they just they just announced this week that they were there's the two different uh yeah so if you the, if you are if you're a playstation plus japan member you get the castlevania twin pack as part of your PlayStation. yeah the, the, the requiem so <laughs> because uh, yeah, the the PR the PR blast came through from Sony PlayStation Australia and that they had that picture and I responded back going hey Castlevania in the picture nothing nowhere in the in the description it's going like is that us is it an error and they essentially a big blast from hey it's not in there <laughs> I'm like oh God, I didn't think it was but yeah sure. apparently it's just for the Japan reason region yeah and look it, and then on top of that like with the uh, Nintendo Direct last week. 
uh, dropping the uh, the a different collection coming out on Nintendo mm-hmm. as well as PlayStation platforms. So like they are kind of bringing back some of those older Castlevanias. You're probably testing the waters of interest. And on the back of the Castlevania series as well on Netflix, which which did do incredibly well, it would be smart to bring it back. It, it's a franchise that has been lost for a long time. It'd be good to see it back. Um, the Metal Gear one is awesome. However, I would argue that it's interesting that Metal Gear Solid 3 is the one that's retrie- that's receiving the, the remake, where I think 1 is in a much higher demand for a remake compared to, to 3. Like, 3 could be remastered. Shit, I could say 2 could be remastered. Well, I mean, it does state that prior to the remake's launch, remasters of the original title. So, number one may be getting a remaster as opposed to a remake. Nah, that bitch needs a remake, man. Like, that game... like Because the problem is, if you remaster it, like, a lot of the base things are there, and that game is so so ps1 in how it controls and how it plays and everything right like it needs the remaster two and three play pretty well like and they like they're they're still a little bit rough but three is by far the like the best playing of the three because it's aged so well um Mm. and also but remaster four get four up for fuck's sake Konami's taken over his uh his Discord because he's talking smack about Metal Gear. I'm gonna kill fucking Discord. I really gonna kill fucking Discord. Um, but yeah, like get sorry, get us son. I'm just gonna have to cut all this out. I'm gonna have to cut all the interim because you like because you 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 won't get picked up at all if you come through. So once it cuts, I mean, out. I will. I, I mean, I will because you have my own audio. Yeah. We, we 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 record our audio separately, so it'll be fine. Yeah, but I mean audio for the Twitch, because like you kept re- you kept talking to the Twitch. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. All right, remove that part. Bring yeah, remaster Metal Gear Solid Four: Sons of Liberty. It's completely stuck on that console, and it's actual bullshit that that there's no other way to play it because right now you can play um uh it's not, not sons of liberty no guns no, of the patriots uh, sons of guns liberty of is number two so, Come on, you dickhead. Two. Yeah. sons of liberty and snake eater are both playable on xbox right now which is absolutely insane but guns of the patriots is literally stuck on ps3 bulb and like that that game looks fantastic that doesn't need a remake that needs a remaster so i'm hoping that there's some translation here somewhere and they're like oh no three is getting remastered four is getting remastered number one is getting remastered that's what needs to happen like because you know we've heard about this this metal gear solid remake for the longest time maybe like every, people just didn't people just assumed it was the first one where it's been the third one this whole time mm. which um yeah interesting interesting decision um but look any more metal, more metal gear not a bad thing for me hey max guess what yeah i know i get to do the quick bits There's uh, not many this netflix buys oxen free developer night school studios so they're really doubling down on their uh wanting to make games part which is interesting because i know you're pretty interested by this what's your thoughts on it uh the studio is interesting i mean it's interesting that netflix is getting into the gaming space obviously they want uh as many as many subscribers as they can if they can open up their service to more than just tv shows and movies and have more of an interactive medium they might be able to pull in more subscribers i would imagine this is purely just a we're trying to get more more money out of our subscribers 
whether that be whether that be an extra tier where it's it's uh netflix plus and you get games with it now mm. i don't think they'll roll it into just a standard service um yeah it's interesting i mean this is just they've only got one studio for now it's not like they're it, it's not like they purchased zenimax or something but you know it could be the start or something bigger God of War wins IGN's best, so 2018, wins IGN's best video game of all time poll. Um, it was up against uh, 65 other titles. Yeah. And I agree. I, I, It's personally one of my favorite games of all time. Is it the best game of all time? I don't know. But to me, it's certainly up there. So, so much so that I've got the axe on my wall. I've got like 17 different God of War things behind me. I've got statues that come in a couple of months that I bought up from EB Games. Like, I think this game's absolutely tremendous. Uh, I know this would be a, probably a big point of contention for quite a number of people, but I think the game is an absolute masterpiece. And per, yeah, so even on my personal list, bingo, it's 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 on there and it should, as it damn well should be. Do you agree with it, Max? It's no Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild can eat my asshole. <laughs> no, it, it is one. It is one. It is one of the one of the best games. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not. It's no, it's really not hard to argue that no. <laughs> that um, no, that point of view. Not at all. Uh, and then Grand Theft Auto trilogy, that trilogy, the definitive edition, has been rated in Korea. So this is presu- you're presuming here that it's the remastered versions of, uh, of three of Vice City, Vice City and, and San Andreas. Because uh, there was originally that that, tril- that trilogy pack on the PS2 and the Xbox. Uh, however, I think there was an asterisk to this. I, I don't think... I think the, the rating wasn't for... Re- there was no mention of the remaster in the in the, in the uh, uh, rating. That, that, that wording of, that I've put is the exact wording on that uh, rating. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And finally... The Game Awards will be returning this year on the 9th of December, but it's in person, Max. Mm. Hot damn. Hot yeah. damn. While we will likely still be in some form of lockdown here in Australia, so um, especially here <laughs> in Victoria. Inter- international travel is supposed to open up in December. So <laughs> Get fucked it is. <laughs> All right. The top 10 best-selling PlayStation 4 games in Australia for the week ending the 26th of September. Number 10, GT Sport. Number nine, UFC 4. Number eight, PlayStation Hits God of War. Number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number six, PlayStation Hits Horizon. Uh, Zero Dawn Complete Edition. I had a blank there. Number five, Crash 4. It's About Time. Number four, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number three, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Number two, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number one was NBA 2K22 for the third week running. Ugh. Words. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next week, my prediction: FIFA 22. Oh yes, FIFA comes out next week. Hey, yeah. Uh, FIFA came out yesterday. Ooh, this is 100 <laughs> being derailed. Here, but but if you're not interested in NBA 2K22, here are some games that are coming out next week. Next week, that might get you all a little bit excited. Uh, Exophobia coming to PS4 and PS5 on October 5th. Jet the Far Shore to both PS4 and PS5. The, the game that was seen at. Uh, the showcase semi-recently or a state of play both showcases I think Uh, it's coming out October 5 Hell Let Loose PS5 October October 5th uh, also on PS Plus if you're on on the PS5s BPM Bullets Per Minute coming to PS4 on October 5th Alan Wake Remastered PS4 and PS5 October 5th a game that you and I are both very excited for you because you've played it and you love it me because I've never played it and I'm excited 
Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, PS4, PS5 on October 5th, and a game that I'm incredibly excited for, Far Cry 6, PS4, PS5, October 7th. So, me, personally, Alan Wake, Far Cry 6, I jet, jet caught my interest, I might grab it a little bit later, but... Um, BPM is on my interest list because oh, yeah. it is a it's a first person shooter but uh the way all the gun work all the guns work in the game is you have to shoot to the timing of the music in the background. Oh shit, hence BPM. So that like so it's this really cool rhythm shooter. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's on my list. As well as uh, Alan Wake, as you mentioned, bit, a little bit on my list too. I guess, I guess our pa- our lovely Patreon supporters <laughs> might be buying another game for us this week. Uh, I'll check it out. But anyway, big thank you to everyone for joining us this week. And look, if for those who join us on Twitch, we are terribly sorry about the technical detail, technical issues that we had with Discord being an absolute c-word. Uh, and we do apologize. It normally isn't this bad. I, I 100% promise you. Um, I'll be uh, writing a very stern letter to Discord, and it will start with "Dear Discord, what the fuck?" <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, may- big thank may- you maybe I should maybe I should wrap this up before you disconnect again. Yeah. So like, I'll, <laughs> for those listening to the audio version, I would hopefully would have nicely cut it out with the, the YouTube version, so you wouldn't have seen the thing. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, we do really appreciate you taking the time to support the show. Two hundred and twenty something episodes later, uh, we we still love. I still love doing this every week and I, I, I'm pretty sure you're the same, Max. Pretty sure. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. Send it on home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this PlayStation podcast happens every Monday morning at 9am on podcast services. No, at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. Discord's Maybe not so much anymore. It's pretty quiet, uh, all the, but also all fuck of, Discord. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live and you can see this shit show uh, as it happens. <laughs> Normally, not, not so much a shit show, just this this week. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If uh, you are listening to us on the podcast, so be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on uh, YouTube, sure to give us a like, comment, uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, and hopefully Discord fixes its fucking self, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.